broadcasting from the most beautiful part of the San Fernando Valley, Studio City. This is an Appsock Files. I'm Ken Appsock, and today we have a very special guest, as we always do. One week, maybe I'll bring a not-so-special guest, but today it's not that case. I have with me writer, filmmaker, emperor, and website master, Mark <laughs> Riley. Well, hello, Ken Napsaw. So nice to have you in the studios. This is this is great. This is beautiful. Uh, yeah. Studio City, I believe. That's it. That's the place. Man. It's a beautiful town. There's Don't, some beautiful homes on the way over here. There actually. is actually there was a, a place that had a nice fountain in the front. It uh, yeah, um, nice decor, nice. Paint job. I've lived in a lot of places in the valley. I usually stay on the valley. I don't uh -huh. go over the hill to live. Um, but yeah, uh, but this like, is like me, like the schlums. Like you. you know, yeah. Where, remember that night I had, I had a park seven blocks away from your house? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this park, maybe a block. Yeah, no, I found uh, <laughs> parking right out front. It was amazing. I'm not used to that because we have that here. Yeah. You have parking. Uh, as you mentioned, I do not have parking. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I leave here tonight and go home, there's going to be no parking. So I'll be parking in Egypt. Right oh, next man. to the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now I feel bad. Now maybe I should have gone to you. But your dog <laughs> would have maybe. Well, but your dog could he, have been. He he no he he's he's a mess when there's people around. He just he he'll get up right next to you. He'll walk around. He'll decide it's playtime and bring over a, a toy. And so. he's a large dog. He he's, is uh, named uh, Kal El, right? Kal El. Kal El. Correct. Um, that is after Batman's uncle, right? Yes, Batman's uncle. I believe yes. Uh, <laughs> that is Batman's uncle, Bruce yeah. Wayne's uncle. Bruce uh, Wayne's uncle. Tim Drake, Cal I believe his Tim name Drake. is. <laughs> Kal-El, who is a giant dog. What breed is he? He's a, he's a lab, and he okay. has, but he has a mix of beagle in him. Right. So he's not as big as, which, can you believe that? I mean, well, he's yeah, a he, big dog. He is big, absolutely. Right. So uh, he's not as big as he would have been had he been full bred. Right. But he's one of those dogs, big thinks he's a lap dog, thinks he's the time we were at your house for the Star Wars fantasy draft with the Schmoe's yeah. No Crew. He just was like, hey, I'm sitting on the couch. Everyone, yeah. everyone cool with that? Yeah. We're making it happen. Yeah, it really, it, it the, the women I date are have to get used to it because right. like, they're sitting on the couch with me. He'll jump up there, especially yeah. if, I, if I get him into the boudoir. <laughs> the dog follows, the dog follows and likes to be on the bed. Oh, or the action. No. So I have no. to always push him away. No, close the door. that is not good. Uh, you right now. Let's start. Let's start now and work backwards. Uh, you are now the uh, um, editor in chief of the Schmozno web website. Yes, the relaunched and rebranded Schmozno website. Yes, I am. Uh, how's that going? Busy. <laughs> It took a swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we, tonight's show is sponsored by Whiskey, the clinking of the glass. Um, sometimes I keep a very professional studio with no food or drink in it. Other times, eh, it's time for a drink. Yeah. It's, it's one it, of those times. It's one of those times, yeah. It's been one of those times ever since the launch. Ever I since think. the website launch. You yeah. have done a spectacular job, though I feel oh, bad thanks, because thanks. I was uh, running the website for a while, mm -hmm. and I asked you, hey, do you mind? Do you got a... Hey, Hey, you got like a second to help me a couple times a week? Yeah. And then the idea of the rebranding and relaunching and redesign of the site, and you were like, hey, I got a guy. Yep. And suddenly I got a guy became, Mark Riley's in charge of the website. <laughs> Which just kind of happened. Uh, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's my I fault. Can't, I can't wait till you're 
that right there with me. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there, but the we'll, site we'll is, get there. The site is relaunched and it's become a news based site now. Yeah, driven yeah. by the news, mm-hmm. uh, movie news and mm-hmm. TV news, and and, yeah, uh, and some comic book in there. Comic books. We try to reach out to the comic books because, quite frankly, comic books are movie news. Really. Yeah. Now, now you can't. Yeah, new Spider Man comes out. There's a new storyline, and oh look, it's popping up in Amazing Spider Man too. So, do you like the direction the website's going? I do. Happy with it, huh? Yeah, I'm happy with it. I have a lot of notes. I do. I, you I have notes. I, I have notes. I want to do a lot with it. Um, I see. I see the great things that are happening, yeah. and I see where I want it to go. What, and how do you approach the news writing? Because um, what I love about us, obviously, we don't have a lot of reporters in the field. <laughs> where we we broke some scoops. Yeah, uh, yeah. From a very famous uh, sci-fi uh, franchise. Yeah, Star Trek. Uh, yes, uh, Star Trek called episode twenty or something. Star um, Trek episode twenty. We broke book. that story and that that career that brought us to a new new level. But we yeah, don't. Other yeah. than that, we ha- don't have a lot of reporters in the field at this point. No. So we are. Um, grabbing news like everyone else, every other site does. Yeah, but you put your spin on it, and that's what I love about it. You bring people in with your voice. Thank uh, you. Uh, and you do a great job. It's Riley here. Here's the news. Here's my take on it. Yeah. And what do you think? Yeah. Um. So that's how you do it. How did you come to that? How did you come to the, that point that you wanted to do it that way? Um. You know, I I think uh I don't know. It it just kind of started happening. I think uh there was some kind of parameters that everybody talked about at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um. Christian Harlop was big on Hello Schmoville, you yeah. know, as the kind of the the, the greeting st- start the greeting it's a, off. It's a community. It's our community. Yeah. Welcome to our community. Welcome to com- Hello Schmoville. You're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Here's the news. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I guess after you know, I've been writing articles for those guys for a long time. You know, yeah. I started with you know Beatrice. I think uh, Michael Beatrice started. Yeah. A little bit like before me, and then and then it was me, and we were the two kind of providing content. Yeah. When they were starting the, the the website years ago, back in the day, back in the day, the Riley Roundtable, the Riley Roundtable, and I noticed going in with this relaunch, I I would look at my old articles and I'm like, God, I'm really long winded in a lot of this stuff, you know. If we're going to be news, you know, I got to kind of get, get in and get out. So that yeah. was always in my my head, I guess. Yeah. And and I've noticed whatever the news, which whatever kind of news is breaking. You can pretty much tell when I just don't give a shit because I'm like, yeah, here's the news, blah, 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 and I'm out. But if it's like, you know, you know, Man of Steel talking right. about Justice League, I'm like, here, okay, everyone. And I like roll up my sleeves and get a little bit of a longer your, take. Your passion comes my through. My passion comes through, yeah. You'll see it in, in well, different the, things. The site's gro- growth has been great to watch, and I think that's the next level of Schmo's brand expanding is getting yeah. into that on a daily basis out there. Yeah. Uh, so people see that website as a source, schmoesno.com. We got articles that that kind of pepper through the news. Yeah, yeah. Josh Makuga, Matt Key, Captain Dan, Joe Ruggiero, Dan Farron, yeah. uh, Mike Beatrice, yourself, Miss Movies. Yeah, my, I'm going to get back into the writing game. I used yeah. to have the power rankings every week. It's just been tough. Yeah, um, spinning a lot of plates in life. Yeah, but yeah, that's you. You, you bring up all those fabulous writers. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I want the direction to go. To be, mm-hmm. you know, I have people that are posting the news, of course, but I'd like to also have more original voices with more original yeah. articles so that you know our our schmobile can go to the site and see yeah okay you know uh, episode seven just cast you know chester copperpot or whatever and then uh you know oh look at this and uh, matt key has a doctor strange article let me let me yeah. check that out and so you can get everything and matt key's articles are like they're like um the band yes or boston they take a long time to prepare and when they come <laughs> out they're deep and textured yeah, they very, and, very much and are where did you you came into the podcast this past year as a, a writer slash um 
Facty McFactorson. Yes, yeah. Uh, back in, uh, when was that? January? January, Triple? I think, yeah. It was like right at the New Year. Joining the Schmosno podcast team. I remember that because I tell, told the story of the Harloff podcast where I was across the street of Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, we all got up and we had been testing a game show segment and you just kind of crossed the street with us. Mm. I was like, what the, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? I, I knew you in passing. Mm-hmm. I just I just saw you guys yeah. walking. I, I was doing something else. <laughs> just kind of... M- you know, merged into the, the, the crowd, and since Christian knew me, yeah. he just kind of went, oh, all right, and yeah. that was the that rest was of history. No. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. No, um, yeah, yeah. But you had been on the podcast before mm-hmm. uh, several times in, in, in the various incarnations. Um, mm-hmm. What was the first time you were on? When did you first come into the Schmo's world on the podcast? I, when was that? I don't really remember. Uh, one of the, the very first times I do remember was with my ex-wife. Oh really? That was that was that might have been the first. Now ex wife. At the time she she it was she was my wife at the oh, time. Oh okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, <laughs> what happened there? Uh yeah, the, the, yeah. The the podcast was the straw that broke the camel's back. Get out of here. You're serious? <laughs> no. No, really? <laughs> can you say that legally? Wow. Yeah, I can say whatever I want when it comes to that broad. Um <laughs> what happened? I've got to go back I'll be honest, I haven't heard that episode. I'm gonna go out back yeah, and dig yeah. it up. I, I guess you know, I've never listened to it again. Um I don't think you'd want to either. Um no, and we were, yeah, you know, I, I, we, of course we we were having problems, and I think I don't remember what the what the date was, but um, mm. you know, it was after we filmed our movie, which was a big thing, yeah, between well, the two of us. Definitely uh, gonna talk and, about that, Grace Sc- Guys, right? Grace Guys, yeah, right. yeah. So we were talking about that, but uh, the only thing I remember from that podcast is what Christian told me afterwards. <laughs> which <laughs> were you in like a fever? Well, like, it, just it, sweat. Yeah, it was. It was just. It, it was kind of the the. <laughs> I guess I'll put it this way. I love how I sat down earlier. And, and you, you, as you tell the story, you're finishing the whiskey. I'm finishing the whiskey, yeah. Um, and and funny, I might add, that I sat down and said, oh, you know, you can ask me anything. Uh, nothing's <laughs> off limits. And then all of a sudden, I'm tongue-tied. Um, Fair enough. Uh, from what I remember uh, of the, the podcast is that it was fun. It was, sure. I think, my first time on the podcast. Right. Um, the, the things that my... Uh, ex-wife was saying uh were causing me to cringe because i was Hmm. at that place where i was like this isn't working behind the scenes yeah so uh in front of the scenes you know when people are are with us and this and that but it for the podcast afterwards christian was like jesus (laughs) she was she was she was awful and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. she 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 was and she was oh yeah you didn't see me looking at you no 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 i didn't i was looking down (laughs) Because she would say certain things that I would roll my eyes, but right. I obviously was rolling them in my internally. Internal, your internal eyes. monologue was going again. Yeah, and I was just trying to like, no, every, everything's fine, right? Everything's this is fine. No, she's no, she's good. She's fine. <laughs> it's like Semi Sonic has a song, "Act Naturally." <laughs> Don't let anybody know. Act naturally. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that was my wow. first. How long time were you married, my ask? Uh, yeah, uh, we were married uh, three years and couple months before I moved oh, wow. out. Wow. Before I left. Sorry to bring up that. Is that recent? Is that, is that no, uh, no, no, no. Because since I've gotten to really know you, you've always been divorced, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll be two years in October okay. that I've been gone out of there. Uh, officially divorced is, I think, uh, going to be a year in Interesting. Uh, in uh, 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 December. Have you lost faith in love coming out of this? Where are you at with that? No, no. I haven't lost faith in love. Uh, I believe in love. I... Um, you know, dating now is just not a big deal in my life. Like I could give a shit. I right. just, I've been, you know, I've done the end game. 
I've done the, I've done the dating. You got there. I got there. I got the girl, and then we divorced. So it's like I'm on the other side of things, and I'm just like, I, you know, okay, okay. I'm I, not, yeah. I'd much rather be like uh, honestly. I I've done. I've dated people since the divorce. Right. I had a girlfriend. I've had. I had a girlfriend right. for for six months. Uh, uh, between the divorce and and now, um, and. It, I just don't care anymore. I don't. I mean, I care about the relationship when I'm in it. I yeah. give it my full attention, of course. But yeah. as far as being a single guy, I'm like, oh, looking for my next girl or looking to date this or that or whatever. I don't care. It's not I, your focus. It's not my focus. You know, m- most cases now, I'd l- I just love to be alone and have a, a book. <laughs> just <laughs> read a nice book See, rather than go out with somebody. I, interestingly enough, I'm, I've, I've never been married. I've uh, had a couple long-term relationships by that i mean about three and a half years um yeah no that's yeah uh, one that was probably it was probably about five months away from from uh, engagement maybe yeah yeah it was getting there i mm-hmm. to the point i'd started to plan it in my head like how should i ask her oh yeah yeah but uh, yeah. knowing that probably this wasn't going to work out you know it, it and it ended peacefully so i came out i've come out of that out of the last four or five years where i too i'm just kind of like it's friday night I could stay home and, and well, I, I got the Game of Thrones DVD extras I haven't watched for yeah. the second time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm and a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> Fri- you mentioned Friday night. I mean, it's so funny because I've been busy lately, and when it comes to Friday night, I literally go to my head and go, "Thank God, I don't have to go out. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't have to do a meeting or I have to go here no, or no in laws. Yeah, no in laws. I I can just I can just sit and and I have my dog Cal out with me and we put on a movie and and I'm and those are happy moments. Right. <laughs> Now, you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but, but again, you're not bitter and cynical. That's what I'm picking up on this. I'm not. Bi- yeah, I'm not bitter and cynical. Uh, yeah. d- do uh, you know, will I get married again? I, I'm open to it. Of course. Sure. Um, sure. I, I definitely want to have a relationship. I'm definitely ready yeah. for, for a good, solid relationship. I'm definitely looking for a, a nice girl. Um, so if you're out there, please dial. If, yeah. if you're out there, you can find me at <laughs> www.match.com slash. Right. No, actually, no. Slash troubled writer. Um, yeah, troubled bitter writer. I believe is, is my handle on match.com. I like to hear that. I know a lot of people come out of divorce with good reason. I get it. Like I'm never doing that again. It's the George Clooney thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I get that. I totally get that. Um, but it's nice to know that you can come out of something and be like, no, I, I can do it again. Just not yeah. right now. This bag of chips and my dog and the couch is is winning. Yeah, that's that's winning. Yeah, and 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 also I think you know I I made a mistake marrying mm-hmm. this person, particular person, and I knew okay. that going in. But right. I was at an age where it was like, I think we were both there. We were like, oh, it's time to get married now, and there was a, like this mad rush to get married and have that checked off the list. How long have you guys been together before the marriage? Uh, we were we were together for a year. And okay. then I proposed. We were together for another year, two years. Um, Long engagement, okay. Uh, and, uh, of a, yeah, so a year together, a year engagement, and got married on the, um, so two years after we were together. Okay. Seems and like then, enough. And, and, and yeah. You, you weren't young kids, or at least I, no. I don't know if she was. But, she, yeah, but, no, I was 33. She was, she was not yet 30. Okay. And where are you at now? How old are you now? 38. Okay, so my age group, I'm 37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up on 38 way too fast. I know, it's, it's um, kind of freaky. All right, I get it. I totally, every decision, you you know, you know, chalk it up to life, I guess, there. You got out in one piece and got the dog. Yeah, I got the dog, yeah. Uh, yeah, did one piece. I mean, the the year after the, the marriage, yeah. I, I, I was a mess, you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it, it, not, not my most 
you know, b- the brightest moments of of my a lot life. of crying at intersections. Yeah, yeah, there was there was that. There was you know the 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 just the sleeping past noon and being like, you know, there's really nothing to do. This there is was the second half of the second act of Five Hundred Days of Summer, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was like the, uh, I'm not a fan of the the proceeding of divorce. Like, like right. having to go through it is is probably that was the hardest thing I think I've done in a long time. So forever. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I had my my dark days after that because uh, you know, sure, well, it was divorce. So right. you kind of have that in your head. You're like, oh well, this is gonna be forever. It's like uh, that stamp on you, divorced male. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know how. Though I will say that I've, I, I'm getting to that age group now, but I know some of my other friends who were in their early 40s. You know, you live in this t- Hollywood town, this crazy business. Yeah. There's a lot of people in early 40s, never been married. Yeah. Focused on career and stuff, but yet you'll still find women because I have a day job that's outside of the industry. You still run into some of these women that are like, oh, if, if he's like 38 and above and never been married, I'd rather have a divorced male than someone who's never been married. See, I don't get that. And I, I argue with it all the time. Not that it's a bad thing. All right. You know, my friend Mark Raleigh's divorced. He's a good guy. Go for him. But yeah. they'd rather go for someone because, well, at least he committed once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Versus, it, it, well, I have I have my health and no stress and I focused on my career. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not taking me anywhere. But it's, it, there's, it, they could be, you can put so many tags on like um, the single different people right. in LA. You know, it's like, oh, divorced. Oh, oh he's never been married. Oh, right. he's too young. Oh, she's this. Or, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I I think that's retarded. Like, why would why would right. why would I be a, a more a, a attractive person emotionally or to commit because I've been divorced? I mean, you don't know anything about me. Right. It uh, could have been like, horrible. I, the divorce could have been because I cheated on her left and right, yeah. and in, um, on in between days doing cocaine. Yeah, you exactly. No, it's 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 like and and that's why it ended. No, oh, but he he at least he committed. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, Thank you. He, uh, the, he committed, put a ring on it, married you, and then went and fucked other people. Like, right, uh, right. Can we cuss? Yeah, my mom doesn't want you to use the F word, but it's all right. Okay, so I'm it's not going right. to cuss. No, you can, you can, you can do what you feel comfortable with. All right. Well. Um, I try. My mom started listening to the show, and it, and it's been a great <laughs> connection for us, to, so she can learn to know and get get to know about me oh, that's a little good. bit more. But um, it wasn't until the Christian Harloff episode that she noticed oh, Christian cusses a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me cuss a lot, so uh, you know, I got it. You can say what you want. Um, I, I wouldn't cut. I mean, you know, if my own mother would would listen, mm-hmm. I wish she would listen to one of the podcasts or at least visit the website to know. Yeah, your mom is obviously. I won't let my parents listen to the schmoes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, though yeah. my dad was a fan of Battlestar Galactica and found out Katie Sackhoff was on the schmoes, and I was like, oh yeah, Katie's great. You should totally. And it was one of her more dirtier episodes. <laughs> was it was it this past year? It was this past I year, was right? Probably there. Then. Yeah, when she started to co-host, that it was like, well, she is uh, she is a little dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God love it, <laughs> but a great. Uh, Katie's coming back soon. I can't wait to have her back in the studio. Oh, me too. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to get into dredge up your divorce and love. It's just no. I'm an open book on it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it, seriously, it's it's fascinating, it's, and, it, it's, and again, it's refreshing to see that you're like, no, nah, all right, we got that. It sucked. Yeah, we can do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it just uh, what I take from it is now i'm i'm older i'm more mature i've been through you know like i said that you know i did battle scar i'm i am battle scarred and and right. you know i wear the divorce like a badge of honor it's like look <laughs> red badge of courage yeah, yeah i i went through this i now right. know more about myself i know what i want in a girl mm-hmm. i've already seen i've already dated a couple people where the red flags came up right. that i overlooked before and i went hey you know what in the long run it's just not gonna work Yeah, like it's 10 a.m you shouldn't be drinking wine yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> um 
Yeah, well, that's good. I I started late. My relationship stuff jumped off very late. I for reasons I would fill two hour uh, podcasts that no one will listen to. Um, <laughs> but once I started, and I had my first real relationship at twenty eight, and it mm-hmm. lasted about two and a half months. And I remember, and I kind of ended it, and it was tears and and crying and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I walked away from it like, oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, the sun still rose this morning. Yeah, and I didn't have to write a poem about it. <laughs> it just. <laughs> There's other options out there. Yeah. That yeah. person wasn't right for me and now I know that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That was, that's very key. That yeah, that was the that was the hard part of this divorce where it's just like keep reprogramming myself like no, she wasn't right for you. That right. like it she did, she was kind of awful for you. Like <laughs> And that's not a necessarily maybe she's an uh, you're not saying she's an awful person. Maybe she is. But um <laughs> some in some circumstances, you know, you maybe just not right for each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or, or we're at one point and no longer. I, exactly. I think that's when it, when it comes to understanding that kind of stuff in a relationship, then, mm-hmm. you know, then it's not, then you notice the sun is rising the next day and you're sure. like, yeah, yeah. And, and marriage scares me. I have a lot of people always joke me, joke, joke, uh, make jokes at my expense in the Schmoes No World because I, I produce a movie podcast and don't see movies. It's because <laughs> I have a tough time committing two hours of my life to something. So marriage <laughs> still is something I'm working through. That yeah, concept. yeah, yeah. That's but it's like, man, of steel. Oh, that's two and a half hours, including parking. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, uh, do you identify yourself as a writer or as a filmmaker more? Writer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been writing? When did that start? Uh, that's That's been with me ever since I was little. Um, mm-hmm. I remember my, my fifth grade teacher, uh, she was the one that kind of really kind of alerted me to the fact that you, you're kind of creative. You should you know, do more of this. Right. And it was just like one of those projects. You had to build a robot, you know, out of pieces sure. from your, your house and, and then come up with a story for it. And uh, I was a big Los Angeles Rams fan at the time. <laughs> if you can believe Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Flipper Anderson's going to have a big year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Everett's going to throw for 20 touchdowns. Uh, I was there when Eric Dickerson broke the, oh, nice. the rushing yards record. Nice. But um, anyways, the story was about a robot that was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams because we had sucked at the moment, of course. And they drafted him as quarterback because he had a magnificent arm. And Absolutely. He was a robot. He was a robot. He was, bred, he was actually built to be a quarterback, <laughs> I think my story was. And uh, she was... Is that a quote? Yeah, it was, I hope that's a quote. I, that yeah, I hope it is, too. Um, I can't remember. Um, but my, I remember my, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Steinley, she was just kind of... She pushed mm-hmm. me along. And mm-hmm. uh, although I, I, I didn't really write a lot, I got into acting first. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that about yeah, you. Yeah. I, I don't do any research. No, that's good. I'm I glad. just invite people over, feed them whiskey, and go. And talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, you did some acting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know we, we're going to get into Star Wars in 30 minutes and Star Wars in 60 minutes. Right, right. Which you do a spectacular job of many characters, <laughs> most notably the Emperor. But Thank you. Thank so you. it's not a surprise to me. It's right. like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You kind of started that out that way. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was always creative and, you know, I was writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got bit by the acting bug. I, I you know, I got sure. into um, Children's Theater. Um, There's this great. Uh, small children's theater in uh, Long Beach. You were 35 at the time. I was, was 35. Awkward, it was weird. It was weird, but uh, at least they paid me in chocolate uh, from the kids that I would steal their candy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I did that, and I got into, you know, I did, like, West Side Story and Grease and all right. this kind of stuff. And then I um, went and auditioned at USC. So wait, school. so wait. If I if I start going summer loving, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you'll break into it? I'll okay. break into it. Okay. I know all of those yeah. Damn songs. I did Grease probably like five times that's in my awesome. life. It's ridiculous. My mom's going to like you now. Oh, that's Big good. Big fan of Grease. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I did, you know, I did the, the, the children's theater, then that led to the, the high school theater and being uh-huh. in the theater program and doing all the plays and putting up the plays and helping and uh, produce the plays and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. I was like the actor guy um, yeah. in my school. And then, of course, I auditioned for USC School of Theater and got in. And, um, oh, wow. I, and my okay. parents went, oh, my God, um, you're going to be a major in theater and you're going to the most expensive university in probably the world let's rethink this yeah and i was like yeah yeah i am i'm gonna be huge man so uh yeah i went to usc and uh fast forward that was the most useless degree (laughs) i've ever received in my life Um, Uh, a lot of usc grads on my podcast yeah mike beatrice and megan finley before you they were yeah i didn't know that okay we can have a little alumni party here that's great i've yeah. driven past usc but that's yeah funny. yeah it's a so, uh, so, beautiful campus so you you finish <laughs> finish the entire uh entire run there get that you get it you get the degree i got the degree got it you went all the way kid i went all the way uh did a lot of cinema too you know okay. acted in the, sure. the cinema stuff and so then when i come came out of college um and started waiting tables uh which uh long story short that's how i met christian waiting tables okay so that's I was how gonna the ask. schmoes where, comes around where did you meet the harloff yeah. but okay so that's how i got involved in the the future schmoes i was like 2000 um okay. when well. i met christian harloff we were waiting waiting tables and um while i was waiting tables i like every actor in hollywood i guess i had an agent and all these headshots mm-hmm. that weren't going anywhere i wouldn't get right. on auditions i wouldn't do I, I i didn't see much acting work yeah so uh in the meantime i was constantly wanting to be creative and i had all these ideas for scripts and henceforth i e here thereafter <laughs> and you use the word henceforth because Hence, you are the emperor henceforth <laughs> henceforth you this be known as exactly um, yeah, so I started writing and, and... So why that's happening, while you're trying to do the acting thing, and you got headshots yeah. and you got the agent, which is what you're supposed to do, yeah, and yeah. it's not happening, what's going through your head there? <sighs> not, you know, I, I, I guess there was, part of me was like, oh, I'm not be, you know, there was a creative bone in my body that gotcha. was getting, wasn't getting met. And I was continuing to actually go back down to Orange County and do my old children's theater. They gotcha. started to bring me back as like a, they would call it the guest actor, and I would yeah. come back as... You know, and and do the plays with them, and the kids would learn under me, and you know that was fun and stuff. <clears throat> but while I was not writing and making mm-hmm. money out of that, and not acting and making money at that, I was waiting tables, and I was becoming miserable. Yeah, um, it just the grind of that. Yeah, was awful. Um, and so when I started writing, it was just because I thought I had something to say. I really had this these great ideas. I wanted to write it. It fed me creatively, and then slowly but surely, that just kind of took over. Um, I, okay. I liked I liked writing more, um, and then that led more to, hey, let's make a short. Let's make a short film. Um, mm-hmm. So I paired with certain people. We made short films, and then um, kind of on a lark, I just left CPK. I quit one day because a guy actually called me a douchebag. Um, customer? Yeah, a customer, <laughs> which I turned around and called him a fuckface asshole or something. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Knapsack. You're going to love this. Um so I, I, I literally, I was, I was told that I had to take two weeks off. The managers really liked me, and they're like, <laughs> "Wow, that, you, you I wasn't going to be, yeah, I wasn't going to be fired. I was your gonna career be was written. intact. Yeah, well, they were talking to me about being a manager, and that, that was even more of like, oh my god, I'm going to stuck here for the rest yeah. of my life. Um, so I, I ultimately quit, and then um, kind of bounced around, and then finally got um, a job in production uh, that then okay. like kind of carried me all the way to where I am now, but. Um, to the topper most of the popper most. Yeah. 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 So the writing, though, defined me after a while to where I didn't like 
going on auditions. Okay. Didn't like um, taking those classes. Taking I, I always felt like like I can do it all behind the computer by myself. Mm. I would take the writing classes um, and do all that kind of stuff. But I just there was something about the writing that just really the passion. It was a passion. You found a passion, and in this town, I always say you got to pick a lane. Yeah. Um, we're all multi-talented people when we start out. I think you know yeah. it's like the kid in little league who can pitch, play shortstop, and <laughs> right. back clean up, and eventually he has to choose a position and get drafted as a left fielder. But right. uh, yeah, we all have to kind of find where to go. So yours, you, you about two thousand stumble onto this right, not stumble, but choose writing. Yeah. Screenwriting, yeah. theater, all of it. Uh, screenwriting. Okay. Sc- mostly screenwriting, you know, and uh, yeah, and that like like. Everybody, I became like you know. I think a lot of people in Hollywood mm-hmm. turn to screenwriting in addition to. So, right. I mean, you, you, in this business, right. I'm sure you know everybody's everyone's like, got a script. Everybody's got a script. Right. Um, and I did. I had a script, and yeah. they were awful. They were like when I first started. You know, like get them get to the end of the script. It was just it was shit. It was awful. I've written twelve, thirteen scripts. Um, Eleven, I wouldn't feed to your dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, me too. I mean, yeah. I, I think about some of the earlier works that I did, and I that I would send out. Like I made connections, and I would sure. send them out to these people that would like, yeah, you know, never get back to me. And I and I realized. Uh, pretty early on, and it's like, yeah, if it's not a really good script, really tight, you shouldn't send it out. Yeah, uh, to like an agent friend or a studio executive friend or anybody in the business kind of friend, because if it's if it doesn't, you know, got to find the right moment. You got to find the right. You got to be confident in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those first ones would, you know, I was stumbling through it, and but I worked really hard at it. You know, I I I took the classes, I read the books, and then. You know, I think after like the fifteenth script, I was like, oh, I actually think I know how to do one of these now. So, right, it takes okay, yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's about right. What what books did you read back then compared to now? Uh, now it's all Save the Cat and um, yeah, well, which yeah, is, which is I, I actually subscribe to Save the Cat for what it is. I do too. I like Save the Cat. Um, yeah, I read that, and then Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant's book about uh, writing mo- uh, movies for fun and profit is the best screenwriting book in the history of the world. Yeah, because that's it gives great. the best uh, locations for in and out. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I um, love that. Um, but back then, what was it back then? Oh, Story by Robert, Robert McKee. McKee. I took the class. I took the you know the oh, eight, you went... $800 class that I convinced my grandmother that this is going to help. This is going to unlock, unlock, unlock it. This is going to unlock it. I don't think it was 800 I think it was just like 300 Or But at, at the time, I was waiting tables. I was like, I yeah. can't afford this. So I did that class, and there's, you know, maybe it was 800 people in the auditorium that this man is teaching right. uh, screenwriting and uh, the man who's never sold a script in his life. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Uh, that's I've heard that before. But yeah, I read Robert McKee's story. I yeah. think it's Sid Field. Sid Field. Sid he he kind of, the, the three-act screen, structure kind of came out of his structure. brain, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was already there. It already existed. But yeah. Um, that was the first one I had. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Lou I, Hunter had a good one. 401, screenwriting 401 or something like that. I think his yeah, name. I don't, I don't think all, I read that all my, after the podcast, we can go to my room. I have a graveyard of screenwriting. Oh books. yeah, yeah. I <laughs> have that. I have that box in my closet. Yeah. Uh, another stuff. one good now is uh, your, your screenplay sucks. Oh yeah, it's a hundred points to make a script, but and that is it is like oh it, it changed my writing style. Yeah, I love I love stuff like that. And yeah. um, have you read? Uh, uh, is it called about writing in uh, Stephen Stephen King's book? No, um, but I know what you're about writing. About. I think yeah. is called. I just was afraid that one would be would be scary too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do well with any kind of thriller or it's, horror. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's that that one that was the one that changed the way I thought about okay. writing. It was just like wow. And you're talking about somebody that it, it's not geared towards screenwriting. It's just geared to writing. Um, so right. 
it, it kind of I, you know, McKee, Sidfield, you know, those kind of talk about you know the 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 structure and the three act right. structure and that. But when you get past that and you start to get more involved in writing and 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 you know figuring out your story and mm-hmm. finding your voice, especially the Stephen King book was was one of those like oh my god, okay, like really helped you embrace that kind I'm of check like, that out. Yeah, it's it's really I it's haven't given up checking. on writing yet. I've been a little bit of a sabbatical. Yeah. My writing partner is Matt Key uh, of Shmosno.com. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Good plug. And um, yeah, we got to get back on the horse. How yeah. do you approach? Let's just talk about the how do you approach screenwriting? How do you when you got an idea, where do you yeah. go from there? Bing, idea pops in your head. Uh, usually I'm in the shower, then right. uh, it will pop in my head, right. or when I'm falling asleep at night, yeah, which of course. is why I don't sleep at which night. Which is why most screenwriters have a giant whiteboard near their bed at some Yeah, point. I have yeah. a journal yeah. right next to my bed. Yeah. Um, well, usually when I get an idea, I used to be the I used to outline the hell out of it. Um, I don't okay. know if you're... I used to outline because that's what you were supposed to do. That's I, that's what I'm wondering because right. that's what, you know, yeah, everybody said you outline. So I, I remember getting somewhere, it's note cards. So right. first few screenplays, everything was out on note cards, and I would outline yeah. the, the hell out of it until the very last beat of the story it was on note cards and it was all mm-hmm. up on the wall or on the ground depending on where I was working. Um, as the years have passed, now yeah. my ideas, when I get an idea, I usually start with a yellow um, notepad. Notepad. Oh, and just like George Lucas. Is that a George Lucas? Yeah, yeah he wrote, yeah, wrote the prequels right. on notepads. That's did the pre- Yeah, he wrote. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm on the yellow notepad, just like my hero George Lucas, and uh, I will. It, usually, a lot of it's just like free writing, free form. Like okay. I'm just. Sometimes I'll just write pages. Um, and it's kind of like turning on the water in the morning, and the rust is coming out. Yeah, it's just whatever. You is have kind rust of, in your morning y- shower. Ooh, in, that's yeah, not, it's okay. not good. I'm I'm having mm-hmm. my doctor, uh, plumber, <laughs> look into it. Um, no, I'll just kind of okay. throw out ideas yeah. um, all throughout the pages, and then um, when I'm, you know, I'll spend uh, days. You know, this will be days and weeks and months at a time. Sometime, and when I go back and read through it, I'll find like pieces that I I go, ooh, that's a that's a good. Act one climax. That yeah. that idea right there, I think, could yeah. work. And I'll start starring things. And then um, as I get even further along and I see that there's a lot of stars throughout the, the, the pages, mm-hmm. by then it's really kind of in my head. And so I then start mm-hmm. writing a kind of – I guess I do outline, but I do like a – just like a Microsoft Word document. Yeah, just, at some point you always outline. Yeah. But there's some of, people that it's extensive. Yeah. Yeah, mine, mine, this is where it kind of ends, the outline. I mean, I yeah. guess you can say this this free-form writing and starring important parts is an outline. Right. Then I transfer it, and I just kind of put beats and go, you know, it's like, this is what happens in the beginning. Boom, 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 scene, 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 boom, yeah. boom. And then once that, that's down, then I go right into writing because I, yeah. I, I like to discover. I'm like you. I'm quick to write. Yeah. I, I get really quick to write, too. It's, yeah. Sometimes I'm not even done with that little page Me outline. You know, I don't even know maybe what's happening in the middle of Act Two, but I'm like, yep. I'll get there if I'm writing. Yeah, you know, you're going to figure that out along the way. All together. Uh, re- the reason Key and I work together so well is is uh, he's very analytical. He's very he's going to be in a room thinking over you know for four hours on one scene. Um, I'm right. not that way. I'm, I'm I'm let's grab the shotgun. You grab the lamp. Let's go get him. Yeah. So I I call it I pave the road. Mm-hmm. And he comes by and puts the, the stop signs and the trees and the and that and that's why we work so well together. That's great. That reminds me yeah. of my. I have a, a similar writing partner yeah. kind of relationship um, with, with Gottman. Uh, Gottman is is probably. Oh, I hope 
I have two writing partners. And oh, did I just? If they is both, this going to be awkward? No, I, I won't make it awkward because probably one of them won't be listening to this. Lisa Gottman might. Um, and I'm not just saying this. My my time with Lisa Gottman writing mm. is the best partnership I've had in writing. Gotcha. Yeah. Just the way that that the give and take that we have, I think we we yep. complement each other very well. That's key, and I, yeah, yeah, you know, and and she's very much. Um, sometimes I'll hand it to her; she's really good with dialogue, and yeah. um, I'm more, I think, uh, a little bit like you described, Matt Key. I'm a little bit like, okay, but we have to do this, we have to do this. But yes. then, it's interesting how the dynamic changes. Then with my other writing partner, Joe Town, he's very analytical, and he's very like, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about a scene for like an hour, and it'll mm-hmm. be like. And we'll really, really talk about it. And he'll, he'll he'll really go on one point and we'll discuss it and discuss it and discuss it. And I'm like you in that position where I'm like, let's go, let's go. Let's go, move let's forward, move, move forward, forward, charge. Move forward. Yep, that's me. Um, and so it's an interesting dynamic. I don't think yeah. it's anything better or worse. It's just, it's it's interesting. How I was going to wrap this all up is, yeah, it's because there's a lot of young writers out there listening. I know from the Schmoes No World, it, mm-hmm. there's no set answer. No. That's why I say read all the books, and we laugh and joke about some of them, but there's something in all of them. Uh, one of, there's a Key gave me one. He wanted me to almost his homework, read this book because it changed. Key is the story guy. Key's yeah. stories are just amazing. He can yeah. just come up with these ideas. They're like, this is genius. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's, there was an exercise in one of them. You just you, you write what if. Mm. What if this happens? What if this happens? And it seems so simple because, well, no, you can just outline and everything. No, but just putting those two little words, what if, freed my mind with one of our later projects where it was like, there was no fear in creating, yeah. like you yeah. said, turning the water on. What if this? What if that? Before I knew it, I was sitting at Wood Ranch at the Grove, and I had three pages of what ifs. That's great. You yeah. know, and oh, it unlocked something. Where is that? What book is that? I'll get that book after the show. I, I, I forget. It's in my room. Key, yeah. Key would punch me right now. Yeah. Except no, for he's, right. he's a nonviolent uh, activist. Yeah. But uh, I'm kidding. He's not. <laughs> I've seen him throw someone over a boat at Disneyland. Um, oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, but that, so to the, to the writers out there, the, the ones coming up, yeah, just write, write, write. Yeah, and there's no set. Don't get into. I'm, I'm at the outlining phase. Yeah, <laughs> I, I talked to one of our, you know, uh-huh. Georgie. I talked George to McCann. George McCann. George a, he he wanted some advice. He yeah. called me one day, and I he had he he was very new. I would say too at the. Yeah. I have to outline. Uh, Everybody's well, he's, saying he's outline. a very passionate person, so he's I can pa- see, he yeah. wants to get it right. And he I wants get that. Yeah, I, I totally get it too. And um, yeah, but we're I think you know years later you're you are it's you find what works yeah you know and and, and if a book tells you that what works for you is it, what am i trying to say here what works it, yeah, yeah you know what i mean if like yeah. the book is saying hey what you do is wrong yeah. um but it's working for you uh, i don't change it like right i think every book that's out there on the subject has their way of doing things yeah. and um and there's you said you take the good you things. take from the good and you learn and sometimes sometimes it's weird it's almost dare I say spiritual or kind of mystical, there's sometimes where I just know this project I'm developing, there, there was one project, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere, it was a romantic comedy I was trying to write for my old friend Kristen Wiig, and, and I, um, before, you know, I was trying to write it before Bridesmaids, so forget it. Now it's like, <laughs> who? Who are you? Um, I know, you just said it, I was yeah. like, you're yeah. old? Yeah, we're old growling like writing partners. That's sketch, right. Sketch partners, and um, I could only work on that project at the Fashion Square in Riverside and Sherman Oaks. Now, profession, to be a professional, you should be able to write anywhere. That's one of the first lessons. But in the development phase, I knew, and I'd go there and I'd sit and I'd get a Subway sandwich. I'd sit in my laptop mm-hmm. up there and they're upstairs and stuff would just flow. Yeah. And so sometimes I, and sometimes I know I'm going to have to pull out a yellow pad. Other times it's typing. It's really weird and it all, yeah. Yeah, I can't figure that part of it out. Yeah. I used, probably I used, why I'm failed. 
I used to do the same thing. I used to have a Starbucks that I would go to, mm-hmm. and it would just that would be it. I had to go there. I have a block writing in coffee shops. Yeah, because I figured it's too cliche. I don't want it. It's it, a mental it, block. It becomes cliche. Yeah, he it, loves writing in coffee shops, and I'm always like, oh, can we just go to McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. Now I I realize that the hardest thing about writing is actually sitting behind the computer. <gasps> so yeah. that 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 now it's just I I I finally I mean. We talked about the divorce at the beginning mm-hmm. of this. Talk about not writing. Yeah. Through the divorce, I was just I was just tapped. I had nothing. So yeah. I was like, Sometimes. I was getting really worried, like I had lost something. You know, I'm like, she took that from me too, that bitch. <laughs> um, but I was, I just couldn't figure it out how to she write. Took my passion. <laughs> she took my passion. I'm like, oh. So, I I was a little worried. Now it, it's yeah. finally. I, I'm at a good rhythm where I just say, look, I'm going to write every day. I don't know when it's going to be, okay. but it, depending on my schedule. But I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to get at least a page done. And that's been serving me pretty well for a couple months. You know you know what I do every day now? Huh? I don't write. Huh? I produce the schmoes. That's <laughs> <laughs> And we love you for that. Every day. I, I know day. that one day I'm going to get back to writing. I yeah. swear it. I'm starting to read comic books again now. Oh, and that's I'm good. I'm loving it. Yeah. Being around you and Joe Ruggiero and Matt Key and Tiffany Smith, it, yeah. just, it rubbed off on me. Yeah. And I'll tell you what it was. It was, uh, I saw Tiffany one night loan her Star Wars comics, the new Dark Horse series, to you. Yes. And I was jealous. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I was like, I think I should start reading comics again. <laughs> and so now I'm, you know, now one of those jerks is like, oh, maybe I, I got some comic ideas. I don't really. But <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that medium right now. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I got, I, 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 Took a break for a while just because it was, yeah. you know, I, I don't know why. It was just expensive whatever. to read. Comics. Expensive. That was part of it. Um, but now, you know, ever since now the sh- the podcast and yeah, you mentioned Tiffany and yeah. giving me those comics. At least for Star Wars. I mean, I'm a sucker for yeah for the Star Wars comics. Not all of them, but like that one where yeah. it's like original canon. Like, yes. this has Luke, Han, and Leia in it. I'm in. Are, yeah, are, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so like that. It is uh, the one of the comic books shops I went to the um, the guy working at the manager was like, oh, you, you're getting the new Star Wars. You like that? Yeah, I love the new Star Wars. Have you tried? Have you tried Legacy? No, no, what is it? Let me tell you, we walk over, and he's trying to upsell me, and he pulls yeah, it up, and he's like, all right, it's at 3,000 years. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't. He's like, no, 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 but, but, but. The main character is a descendant of the Solos, but she doesn't know. I'm out. I'm out, dude. Is Han in it? No, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I loved the expanded universe, yeah. but, uh, you know, because it had Han and Leia in it to start. When it started going into, like, people I've never heard of before in my life, and... You know, but there is the force, and I know, I know Christian Harloff loves the old Republic stuff. He does, and I trust him on that. I do trust him on that. He's been harping on, on me, me to too. read these me books, too. and maybe and we'll some read of them these. together. Have an old Republic book club. Yeah, old Republic. I, I, I trust Harloff on. He's the one who was like, "Hey, read the Hunger Games." I'm like, "Nah, I love yeah, that." He book. did the same thing for um, me. Hunger know, Games. Uh, Harloff knows, and Harloff knows us well. But yeah. um, I'm afraid of that too. Like, yeah. Once you start getting into uh, uh, this is uh, Jack Solo. He was Han Solo's <laughs> great uncle on the mother side. Nah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the. It set three thousand years before a new hope, yeah. and uh, they just discovered the force, and uh, yeah. they're mining colonies, and it turns out to be Earth. You know, yeah. you're like, no, 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 still no. not there. What's Luke doing? Yeah, <laughs> I <know. laughs> That's what I, I want to know. know. What Luke's doing? That yeah. um, you you made a movie. I did, and let's not talk about the divorce side of it. No, no you made it with right. your wife, but Grace yeah. Guys, Grace Guys. How hard was that? The hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, it That's was, all, but it was awesome. Okay, um, it was an incredible learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for being a producer, which I did uh, mm-hmm. produce the film, 
but for being a writer as well. Um, okay. To see uh, how, and I, and I say this really in in a joking way, but but how not ready the script was for production. Interesting. I only learned that after. Okay. And that I think was the the best thing that I took from the experience as a writer because um, you know I was able to aft- actually watch it being filmed, cut together, put together, put some fancy titles yeah. on it, put some music, boom, you got a movie. Yeah, you got a movie. Boom. Looks good. You got a movie. Y- it looks good, but the script... <laughs> 12 years of your life. Yeah, 12 years boom. of my life. Yeah. You got a movie. Um, but the script wasn't ready. Um, yeah. it, it still wasn't ready. We weren't ready to shoot. We shouldn't have shot. Um, okay. Um, but that, you know, it was a horror movie, so, you know, eh, you, you can take... some blood on it. Yeah. So, uh, but I, 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 I'm grateful for that experience to be able to look back and go, okay, you know, I learned a lot from the writing. Um, the experience was pretty amazing, you know, um, yeah. you know, getting, uh, from the, the, the first money that came in from an investor, which was yeah. amazing. Somebody invested in essentially my script, mm-hmm. um, and said, yeah, we, we read this and we believe in it. And, um, and then to go through and cast it and get like really great people involved and then get, you know, and then, you know, do everything, you know, crew it up. And I learned a yeah. lot of that. And then the filming process, I mean, you talk about, I mean, we we shot for three weeks in a row in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. Okay. Um, tax credits. We got the tax credits. Yeah, that was another thing, you know, uh, that the tax credits are slowly going away all over the United oh, States. Really? Yeah. People jumped on them. Michigan was a hotbed. We were right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the street was Red Dawn. Uh, oh, awesome. The Red the, the the remake. The remake. Yeah, that was that was happening while we were shooting ours. We got some of the same crew from awesome. Red Red Dawn because we, you know, we put it out there. Okay, you know, to get these tax credits, you need to have you know a lot of Michigan dollars going out. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we crewed up. We had a lot of. I think most of our crew was Michigan based. Um, and so yeah, but then you 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 take uh, a, a script that's. You know, a, a basically a slasher movie, but with aliens. Instead of you Perfect. know the bump on the window outside the cabin, it's it's not a guy in a hockey mask. It's aliens. So mm. the the but the this the, is like that Ben Stiller movie, right? No, the, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I just saw that. Awful, <laughs> awful. Yeah, oh. but they had Vince Vaughn. We didn't. Right. So, um, yeah, but yeah, we so we we were out in the middle of nowhere, and you know there was a big size of the movie was done outside, and. Uh, mm-hmm. So not only shooting um, act, <laughs> shooting actors that are in alien suits, yeah, um, which was interesting, um, but then braving the weather and uh, yeah. the Michigan is notorious for, um, you know, oh my God, it's ninety degrees, and then you turn around, and it's like and it's snowing, you know, mm. it's so weird. Mm. So we had many many times that we'd have to like move things around and. You know, we're supposed to be shooting outside, but, oh, it's sleeting, so we got to move it inside. <laughs> then, you know, we're, we're outside and we're shooting, and it got so cold, it froze the camera lens and wow. caused it to fog up. And there was nothing we could do but put the production on hold for five hours while it, while it – and you kept looking in the lens, watching it just get slowly <laughs> unfogged. And I was just like, wow. So you learn all those five things, um, uh, you know, but at the same point, we were – small budget you yeah know, very independent so we didn't have a lot of the stuff that like these big studios saying, would right. do but at the same point you know fuck them we didn't need it michael you know, bay's cameras don't fog up I'll no tell you that obvi- obviously yeah. not they yeah. probably have little seat warmers i have not had a chance to, to make a movie but it, it came close with a script my, my roommate and i wrote and um, a couple of years ago we started having some meetings with some directors and potential investors and we had a budget and everything and 
you learn pretty quick that this is a business. Yeah. And the writing is about one fiftieth of it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we got a pretty good script. It's got some. We we are a table read, and it's pretty funny. Who gives a crap? Yeah. This is a business, and it's time to. Uh, I wish I got a business degree. Yeah. I know, I know. And it seems like you probably would have learned that pretty directly. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we got at we had a crash course in the business side of things. I mean, yeah, yeah cuz then I mean and I I mentioned, you know, the investors putting in money, you know, and it's right, for right. my script and how wonderful that is, but um in in all due respect to them, I don't think this was their first script. I don't think they knew um exactly, you know, like is this a good script or is this not a good script? Uh, I not yeah. to say that it's it was a bad script. It wasn't, but I just think that um, God bless them for doing what they did. But then getting to the part of the production, uh, not the production, but the like the marketing of right. the movie afterwards, right. distribution, it, the distribution. It really makes a difference when when you're talking about the budget. And I think this did come into a, uh, account for the script. We tried to get a few names, and mm-hmm. we had some people interested, but. They just never kind of got behind got it. Over it yeah. So we, we just kind of went, you know, and shot it with who we wanted. But then you learn the business side of, you know, not only the budgeting and, you know, what's important on a movie set and what's not. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the little things and right. the things that even that you can lose on in the script, you know, that we just couldn't shoot because it's like going to be impossible. Right. Couldn't afford it. Um, all the way through the, you know. The editing and you know who do you hire and who, you know the the color correction who do you hire the sound editing who do you hire sound effects, you know then the marketing of it we don't we didn't have that so you learn a lot really fast, mm-hmm. um, and if the movie doesn't come out if it doesn't like like everybody on set it was always a joke this is the next Blair Witch project right. you know right. uh, Blair Witch sold for a million dollars goes on to make a hundred million dollars was shot for like twenty thousand well right. we shot for two hundred thousand mm. so yeah a million dollar sale would have been Awesome. But nice. We never sold it for... Oh. We sold it, but we never yeah. made our money back. Right. And that's just... That's, again, the marketing. That's, again, we didn't have a name actor. We right. couldn't put any anyone on the on the cover. We couldn't say, hey, it's this person from this place. And I tell you, it's, it's a, this one director who uh, he shot a... He shot a movie, uh, a comedy, not another, not another teen movie. And um, the we had this two-hour meeting about our script... 20 minutes was about the script. The rest of the two-hour meeting was about the business and distribution. He was telling us some horror stories. And he had Chevy Chase and Burt Reynolds in it. Wow. And 80% of his budget was each of them for one day of work. Yeah. But he had to do it to get their name on it. And then yeah. they had to appear above the leads. And they had to appear on the red box version of the DVD. But on this version of the DVD, the other actor appeared because it was... Oh, And wow. it's like, wow, this is... This is this is this is big business. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't get that far with that, yeah. with the, the, that kind of stuff. And I then mean, the distribution. I knew a guy who made a great. It's a zombie romantic comedy, and he shot it about six years ago. And he just last year got distribution. And he his child his father's childhood friend, a little guy named Sam Raimi. Oh, they oh shot god. it in parts of it in Sam's house. Oh my god! Couldn't get distribution for five years. Any names in it, or were there no? Yeah, no. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing it, major. Yeah, and and so that's uh, um, yeah, that's it. The business is, yeah, the business is. It, it can be ugly, and yeah. and you know, but you know, my uh, my the, one of the producers on the film was really really good at business and really good at selling it. And I think, uh, and you know, I'll give her a prop that that was my ex wife. She was the pit bull mm. behind the the, the the marketing. <laughs> yeah, she was. 
behind the, the the sale of the or at least getting it into the hands of people that would okay. would could possibly help it get out there um it in the long run it ended up not being the, the you know it's just a it's a business like you mm-hmm. said and mm-hmm. we the deals were shit and yeah. we you know i think later our distribution company it was just like all of a sudden there we go to their website and it's just like it says out of business and we're like what <laughs> we were like wait <laughs> What happened? And so we still have VHS copies there. Yeah, yeah. So we we don't know exactly what happened, and um, wow. Um, and then it ended up on Netflix, and we were just okay. Like, it is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, getting hammered. <laughs> it's <laughs> some of the funniest things I've ever read in my life. Your life work being hammered by yeah. internet trolls. Oh yeah, the so internet cra- trolls so hate the, it. So there you go, fans of the Napsack Files. If you like a good alien horror story, go see Grace Guys on Netflix. Yeah, Mark Riley's yeah, film. Yeah. But you've re- you you do it again, right? Given the chance, given the right opportunity. Given the right opportunity. You, much yeah. like marriage. Yes, exactly. You're ready to go through. Yeah, I actually really want to get back to filming. Um, uh, you know, I've now written two shorts um, that sure. I'd like to, to shoot because I figure it's like, hey, you know, might as well make stuff because... Yeah. The, what I took out of that experience as well was a, a best friend of mine, my DP, cinematographer, mm-hmm. Gavin Fisher, uh, came out of that whole Grace Guys deal, and he's been my buddy now mm-hmm. ever since, and we've worked together. We That's where I went to Vegas. That was the oh, two yeah. of us, you know, yeah. doing that uh, that CinemaCon thing. But he loves to shoot and uh, and be do movie stuff, and now he's also a great editor, has his own color yeah. correction. You mm-hmm. know, he has his own business, so he can help. So, you know, it, why not? We got to just yeah. get it out there, you know, so uh, you, you find who you want to work with. You find your good, trusted, close friends and mm-hmm. you storm the castle. Exactly. So I, I'd like to storm the castle with a couple of these shorts, uh, short yeah. ideas and then um, and continue to work on this other idea that, yeah. you know, then I could like hopefully in a year of time I have the script and two shorts and go, look, uh, well, good. If you see. need a really bad kind of chubby bald actor please let me know i, I will have, let you know uh, i have headshots it's about 10 years old oh good yeah good, it's good. when i had more hair yeah let's talk about before we go here let's talk about one of your absolute successes <laughs> and how uh, the first time i'd met you before and i definitely had heard of you before and read your work uh-huh. the first time i think i ever really was like oh that's that guy uh, that that's mark riley <laughs> was you in star wars in 60 minutes which was the follow-up to star wars in 30 minutes that's right so in about 30 seconds explain overall what that is Star Wars it started as the Star Wars trilogy in 30 minutes. It was mm-hmm. all three of the original movies done on stage mm-hmm. in 30 minutes. So each episode, episode four, five, and six, or New Hope, Empire, and Jedi were done 10 minutes each. Right. So um, what it becomes is kind of like the reduced Shakespeare. Uh, I yes. don't know if you ever saw that one. The in, complete in works of Shakespeare. Complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, my director, uh, writer, Patrick Gorman, good buddy of mine, um, he had the, the five-minute Hamlet in his mind, Tom Stoppard's mm-hmm. five-minute Hamlet. He said, you know, I can do this with Star Wars. So he did do it for Star Wars back in, like, 96 at USC when he was there. Right. And he put together this play. It became a phenomenal success uh, at the Edinburgh uh, Fringe Festival. Every year people were clamoring for it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's exactly what... If you can imagine what Star Wars on stage looked like, mm-hmm. uh, you, the best of your imagination uh, taking uh, taking away ILM effects. Yeah, uh, but like you know, wiffle ball bats as lightsabers, uh, folding chairs as X wings. X wings. Um, so you it's multiple a, actor uh, actors doing multiple, multiple roles. And so. what do you play? You play the emperor. 
I believe and the Emperor and Obi Wan Kenobi are right. the the two main, and then right. I, and then I'll pop in throughout as like yeah. an Ewok stormtrooper. You do a great uh-huh. Emperor, Thank and you. then from that, you guys got an audience with someone, your old buddy from USC, George Mr. Lucas. George Lucas. Yeah. How was that? That we, was awesome. Look, we 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 attack the guy. We make fun of him for Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Um, I, I passed him by once at the Grove, and it was like, oh, and that's like three years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You're performing for the guy. I know. How was that? That was, <coughs> excuse you, me. You're, you're coughing. You're, 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 you're shooken up by this. I, I, you know, I couldn't believe it. When we were there, when we pulled into Skywalker Ranch, like our little troop, wow. I, I started taking pictures of trees. And I remember my friend going, it's a tree. And I'm like, oh, it's Skywalker Ranch tree. <laughs> So uh, they, it was, it was amazing. It, it was amazing. I, I, I remember two things about it. I remember one, it, it was a great performance. The, the, the performance, I, it felt good. I, I loved being able to look out and see Lucas. I mean, I did. I looked out in the audience and I saw Lucas. And he's in flannel, right? Yeah. And he's in flannel. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing a red flannel. Um, uh, the other thing I remember is that they put us in the Skywalker Sound movie theater. Yeah. It wasn't a theater. Yeah. So it was a movie theater. So imagine the opposite happening when it comes to performance and um, vocalizing and, and uh, what's the word? Uh, projecting. Projecting, yeah. The, the speakers that were equipped in the Skywalker Sound uh, movie theater where they watch the dailies for Star Wars sucks in. It, it, it right, sucks right. The, the, the sound. Yeah. So we had to yell at the top of our lungs to, to just be heard to the back row. So it's a different kind of theater experience. And so... That's the other thing about it. It, it kind of takes away from my uh, Alec Guinness horrible impression yeah. when you're yelling it. Yelling it. But um, otherwise, it was amazing. Lucas talked to us for yeah. a half hour afterwards. And then from that, Lucas himself, or just Lucasfilm in general, said, "Great, can you guys also make the prequels? Do it in 60. Yeah, yeah. That I don't. You know, I I'd like to believe it was George Lucas that said it, but right. um, could have been could have been Lucasfilm or yeah. you know Lucasfilm and George Lucas. They all got behind us. We did all the right. Star Wars uh, conventions and we did a, a professional run of the thirty minute version um, and, in L.A. Yeah, and then and, you and Michael Cornaccia were in a Star Wars documentary, right? Yeah, we were in the People versus George Lucas. That's right. I remember yeah. you guys popping up. And yeah, like, hey. we, they yeah. they asked us because of the trilogy. Um, That's awesome. They're like, well, you're part of the trilogy uh, in thirty minutes, so why don't you come on and, and bash him? And, and I've <laughs> seen, I saw the sixty minute version. Here, yeah. guys, you did it about last year, I think. I we did it last year. Yeah. And um, what I'll say, one more negative shot about about the prequels is oh, yeah. the first thirty minutes you do four, five, and six, and it is it is awesome. And every and you somehow in thirty minutes you manage to get everything in. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, obviously, that's Patrick, obviously man. stuff He's awesome is miss is missing, but you get everything in. And then the take a little intermission. You guys do the Star Wars holiday Christmas special during the intermission, right? Am I remembering that? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, little little change yeah. up. Yeah, life day. Yeah, um, and then you come back and do the prequels and. Mm-hmm. It was great. You guys nailed it, mm-hmm. but it really emphasized how bad the prequels were. Yeah, it really did. Isn't it interesting? It, it emphasizes how bad the the writing the is. writing is. Yeah, and um, it played into our performances better yeah. because um, then it we're like, whispering like George's here. I know. Room. It's like is he? Wasn't that funny? He just pops around like I heard that. Oh, <laughs> You're like, oh shit, George, I was funny. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, I, I think we noticed halfway through because, uh, you know, a lot of us had done the 30 minutes for years. So it's yeah. like it was just old, old hand, you know, we were like, we knew yeah. it so well. But the the trilogy we, we'd done with such reverence, we were like, oh, my God. And 
the the humor comes out from the condensed version as mm. well as the love behind the impressions and yeah the, yeah you hit it, the jokes and you hit the certain things that the iconic lines you mm-hmm. know I know my friend Mark Kelly who played Han Solo oh, he would great. he would you know he would do the singer you know uh, when Luke's going off to the Death Star he's like hey Luke you know and he would mumble it because like Harrison Ford mumbled it right so it was everything was done in reverence and, and was for not to make you laugh but just and it, it's all inside stuff to, it, it, correct me am I wrong yeah. I, I hope I'm not wrong don't you guys do the whole thing uh, the, the, that urban legend that um, Luke Mark Hamill yells Carrie yes we do yeah. Luke Carrie he goes Carrie that ends the first <laughs> 10 minutes the new hope and, and that is such a Star Wars fan urban legend insider thing where yeah. it's like and you play to that and it's so awesome it's oh, so yeah. perfect even the original trilogy we never changed. We didn't do the special edition right, trilogy right. in thirty minutes on stage. So Han always shoots first. Right. It's interesting. Once we were doing the show before the special editions came out, right, we were right. doing them after. After, when Han shoots Greedo in the play, it would get a huge response. They would clap their asses off at that moment. That's so. Awesome. You know, so then when when Lucasfilm asked us to do the saga, Mm -hmm. bring in the prequels, and do it for the convention, which we did last year, you came and saw the... the Yeah, Harloff and I came and saw one. So you saw the the run that was kind of the workshop, and then we went to Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Then we did the Star Wars convention. So so conversely, when we did the prequels, you start to notice how bad the writing is, and so we would would ham it up. Yeah. And then it was a matter of... Then it was like, everything's free game, you know? It's like... Our Padme, uh, Megan Megan Perry, great, fantastic. She, Truly, deeply love you. Oh yeah, yeah. she would play the bad, uh, the bad uh, dialogue perfectly, and the fans would love it because yes. then, then they would turn right around and go, "Oh my god, I love how bad this is," and they're right. playing it up, and it's still got the same heart. But yeah, yeah. it's noticeably yeah. different. Yeah, it's noticeably awesome. different. It is spectacular. Are you guys ever going to do it again? You know, it's so funny. Everybody keeps talking about like getting the band back it. together. Yeah, yeah. it's. So, I never say that it's not going to happen. It always yeah. comes down to the business side of it. Especially sure. now, I don't really know how it works because now that Disney bought Lucasfilm, uh, I, I wonder if it's going to be even more red tape because there was already a shitload of red tape right. beforehand. We can't do it for profit. We right. can't do it. Um, you, you know, I think we we at one point it was very popular. Excuse me. We looked into doing it in Vegas, and we looked into doing it off Broadway in New York. Yeah. We were very close to having it happen. Wow. Um, this was years ago, and then it just kind of didn't happen um, because of like all the red tape. So, to answer your question, it you, you never you never can tell. It's yeah. it's the, one of those things. Uh, the next Star Wars convention, mm-hmm. you know, there was one this past. Oh, I can't remember when, but it was this year, and it was in Germany. Yeah. Um, and there was talk about us going out there, but it just didn't work out. Didn't work out. So the next convention, I wouldn't be surprised if they call us. Selfish, I be selfishly, I hope I hope to get to see it again because it was it was a treat to see as, as a lifelong Star Wars fan. Yeah, selfishly, um, I hope to do it again. I absolutely, mean, I, doing the Emperor is my favorite thing in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that has been an hour with Mark Riley. Do you wow. feel like it's been an hour? We learned about yeah. a lot about Mark Riley. I guess you. And did. I loved to uh, talk writing with you, and I'm sure our fans did too. Yeah, um, me too. Mark, where can they find you? You have a website and a Twitter and all that good stuff yeah uh well my website that i'm gonna try to update sooner or later other than the schmoes know is uh mark e as in edward riley mark mm-hmm. e riley.com you can check out some of my projects there and 
you can see a Gray Skies trailer, and mm-hmm. I hope to. Uh, and we we didn't even get into the He Man story, which is a song oh, for yeah. later. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's a little bit on you, that. Too, but yeah. on my yeah on my website, you can yeah. read the the treatment that I worked on. Yeah, a little yeah. the I wrote a treatment for He Man that almost yeah. got Dope. over at uh, Warner Brothers it's with Christian close. Harloff. Yeah. So yeah. So you can read a little bit about that, see all my stuff that I'm doing, and then Twitter is Riley Around. Riley Around, and look for him uh, every day on schmoesno.com, yeah. and also the Schmoesno Movie Podcast every Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on the Toad Hop Network. It is a live show. That's right. And um, so glad to have you. We're definitely going to have you back. Uh, thank you. I this loved, was fun. Uh, thank you for trekking out here. I know you had yeah. a battle some Josh Groban, Hollywood Bowl traffic. I oh, think. is that what it I was? I think it, it was Groban. It was yeah. Groban. But so glad to have you here. Yeah, it's been partaking great. some whiskey with you, yeah. and uh, looking forward to the future with you and the Schmoes Empire, my friend. Me too, man. That Thank has you. been another edition of the Knapsack Files for Mark Riley. I'm Ken Knapsack. Folks, thanks for joining us. That was the worst ending to my podcast ever. <laughs> is I just don't have a tag this week. All right, I, I thought you were going to have a tag. I was waiting I, for. It. I, you know, I got to write them down. Miss Movies will give me some good ideas for tags. We'll see you next time, folks, on the Knapsack Files. Don't forget to find us on iTunes. Rate and review. Subscribe. Find us on Stitcher, and we also have encore presentations after the Shmoe Snow Podcast on the Toad Hop Network. See you next time. Bye.